Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. All men were by nature foolish who were in ignorance of God and who from the good things seen did not succeed in knowing him who is, and from studying the works did not discern the artisan. But either fire or wind or the swift air or the circuit of the stars or the mighty water or the luminaries of heaven, the governors of the world, they considered gods. Now if out of joy in their beauty they sought them gods, let them know how far more excellent is the Lord than these, for the original source of beauty fashioned them." Or if they were struck by their might and energy, let them from these things realize how much more powerful is he who made them. For from the greatness and the beauty of created things, their original author by analogy is seen. But yet for these the blame is less. For they indeed have gone astray, perhaps, though they seek God and wish to find him. For they search busily among his works, but are distracted by what they see, because the things seen are fair. But again, not even these are pardonable. For if they so far succeeded in knowledge that they could speculate about the world, how did they not no more quickly find its Lord? The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving up in marriage up to the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Similarly, as it was in the days of Lot, they were eating, drinking, buying, selling, planning, building on the day when Lot left Sodom. Fire and brimstone rained from the sky to destroy them all. So it will be on the day of the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, someone who is on the housetop and whose belongings are in the house must not go down to get them, and likewise one in the field must not return to what was left behind. Remember the wife of Lot. Whoever seeks to preserve his life will lose it, but whoever loses it will save it. I tell you, on that night there will be two people in one bed, one will be taken, the other left. And there will be two women grinding meal together, one will be taken, the other left. They said to him in reply, Where, Lord? He said to them, Where the body is, there also the vultures will gather. The Gospel of the Lord. Very little is known of the persecution, liquidation, and outright martyrdom of many Catholics in the Ukraine this last century. An author writes, quote, the raw figures alone are startling. From 1946 to 1949, the Ukrainian Catholic Church, which started with four dioceses, eight bishops, 2,772 parishes, 4,119 churches and chapels, 2,628 diocesan priests, 164 monks, 773 nuns, 229 seminarians, and over 4 million lay faithful was simply abolished. If sometimes to an underground existence, waiting for better times. Many of the religious institutions were dispersed or liquidated. Bishops, priests, and lay people ended up in prison camps, dead from overwork or exiled. Not all, of course, were martyrs, but it's chilling to see official numbers indicating a flourishing religious community all simply reduced to zero. 
the Ukrainian Catholic Church was the largest suppressed group of believers in the world. The Ukraine, an obscure corner of Eastern Europe that's, quote, a crazy quilt of several ethnic and religious groups, was ruled last century by the atheistic communist regime known as the Soviet Union, headquartered in Russia. The Soviet Union came to power in the fall of 1917, shortly after Our Lady of Fatima said it would. It spread its errors for most of the 20th century. Those errors are still spreading today. On October 27, 1947, Soviet agents perpetrated one of their most brutal and nefarious acts against the church. Bishop Theodor Romsa, head of the Makovich Uzgard Diocese of Transcarpathina, Ukraine, sometimes known as the Ruthenian Church, the bishop was returning home after reconsecrating a restored church when his horse-drawn cart he wasn't allowed to use a car, was quote-unquote accidentally struck by a Soviet armored vehicle. The bishop and his companions survived the crash, but then were beaten with rifle butts to finish them off. But these, these clergymen were tough. Peasants took them to a nearby hospital. The bishop's jaw was broken in two places and his whole body was bruised. He had to be fed through a tube. After a week of normal convalescence, getting better, he suddenly died in the early morning hours of November 1st, 1947. A nun who worked in the hospital later recounted that the communist hospital director ordered everyone out of the wing the bishop was in and a quote-unquote special nurse was brought in to take care of the bishop with some poison. The bishop was trouble for the godless communists because he was reuniting the various churches in the area with Rome. That's what got him killed. See, About 400 years before this 20th century murder, John Kushevik, a monk and bishop who took the religious name Josephat, he started the above-mentioned Ruthenian Catholic Church. He was very successful getting the various Slavic churches to reunite with Rome, to turn back to their, their true Catholic roots. That got him killed by the ruling authorities of his day. Josephat was hacked with battle axes and shot, then thrown in the river. But miracles soon surrounded the martyred holy man. His assassins, as well as thousands of dissidents, became Catholic shortly after his death. More proof that the blood of the martyrs is indeed the seedbed of Christianity. In 1923, St. Josephat was declared the heavenly patron of reunion between the Orthodox churches in the East and Rome. In 1963, his body was laid to rest at a magnificent altar in Rome's St. Peter's Basilica. We honor this brave bishop today, a righteous man who put God and his church first and won the martyr's crown in the process. 